This is Andy Lewis, and you're listening to The Norse Mentality. Good morning, Brendan. How are you today? Oh, man. I'm real good. How are you? I'm fucking fantastic. Having a great morning. Excited to get into this conversation because it's something we've been ranting about for a very long time. We just haven't recorded it yet. No. Well, we rant about a lot of things that we don't record. Yeah, but we're, we're getting better at it. We're, we're stopping ourselves now. We're making when our it, way through. When we start ranting about something, yeah. we go, hey, we need to stop this. And then hey, hey, shut up. Shut the fuck just up. save it for the... Make a note, and then let's <laughs> record a podcast about it. But today, we're going to talk about the reason that you feel lost is because you refuse to follow tradition. We're always looking for these new ways to live and new things that are going to make us happy and all these undiscovered things that's going to change our life. When the science comes out about it, it's like, oh, hey, yeah, they've been doing this for 100,000 years. That's pretty much absolutely everything. You know, when it comes to your food, sleeping, happiness in general, living life with purpose, all of this stuff is shit that we've been doing for hundreds of thousands of years. But we as a society nowadays just refuse to actually do that because we think that we're better than all these people that lived before us and that experienced life before us. Well, yeah, we we live in the modern age, so you know whatever whatever they were doing before. That's primitive. Yeah, they, we, that's we just, can't do that. It's primitive. They they don't know what they're doing, man. They don't know what they're doing. We live in the modern age. We got skyscrapers. We got skyscrapers. They, we, they didn't have skyscrapers. We have Instagrams. We have cars. I got a smartphone. They didn't have smartphones. Yeah, fucking idiots. Don't even have a goddamn this? smartphone. So ridiculous, man. The main thing that. That really just blows my mind is when it comes to diet. What should I eat? It's all around you. If it grows out of the ground, if it swims in the ocean, and if it has four legs, you can probably fucking eat it. Now, some of those things you shouldn't eat, like the exotic animals, of course, like because some of that shit will kill you because it's poisonous. But for the most part, it's like eat your meat, eat your fish, eat your grains, eat your vegetables, eat your fruits. Well, well, here's the thing. All, everyone before us already figured out what to eat that's outside. Right. So you don't have to worry about the poisonous stuff. There's books that you could read. Yeah. That, that'll tell you, hey, don't eat this. It'll kill you. Right, because <laughs> there was a caveman that fucking ate some berries that he wasn't supposed to eat. And if then the rest of the good. tribe was like, we need to stay away from those oh, fucking oh, things. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, they, yeah. they, we overcomplicate this shit. How many diets are there out there now? Like, fucking thousands of diets. Mm -hmm. And, and yet I, they all boil down to the same basic shit. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I understand where it comes from because we've complicated things so much and muddied the waters and what to eat. That's created the opportunity for all these people to come in and say, well, th this is what you should actually eat. So you should eat this at this time in this amount. And then your macro should be this. And I don't know if it works for you. That's cool. But it's it's a lot more complicated than it needs to be. Right. And then now if you're just getting started in lifting, of course, like, you know, you can dial in your macros and your calories. There's a whole science behind that, of course, that they didn't know thousands of years ago. But if you're just getting started in lifting and you just want to make a lifestyle change, stop overcomplicating this process. Just if it comes from the ground and if it has four legs, you can probably fucking eat it. Well, yeah. And even if you're, you know, if you're trying to be a serious power lifter or bodybuilder or something, obviously that's a whole separate category. Of right. There's extra supplements and stuff that you can take but as if well. But you're just a person and you're just trying to be healthy and trying to stay in shape. It really is very straightforward. Well, even if you're a powerlifter or a bodybuilder or something, what what do you eat on a daily basis? What what's your like basic food groups? It's uh, vegetables, a carb of some kind, which is probably like rice or pasta or something like that. For me, it's been 
Well, for the past couple of weeks, you got me on mashed taters. And taters, <laughs> real potatoes good. are the shit, man. <laughs> potatoes but, are it. But before that, I was I was doing barley, and that was actually really good. That that helped me a lot. Being diabetic and whatnot, the fiber and all that, it just my blood sugars are just felt real good. Felt great. But yeah, it's it's a it's a veggie, usually a, a green veggie or at least a veggie that's got a decent amount of fiber in it. Yeah, starch and then meat. So either way, it's very basic and it's all natural shit. Oh, the people I work with think I'm crazy. They look at my meals and they just, that's just what you eat. So th that's another fucking, <laughs> so that's another thing. It's crazy now if you eat healthy and natural. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so all you eat is beef and rice? All you eat is chicken and potatoes? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I got carrots in there, all right? Sometimes you got some carrots peas. too. Sometimes I put but, but, the, but it's mind-blowing to people. How can you eat that all the time? Because we're supposed to eat this all the time. Because it makes me feel good. It makes me feel good. <laughs> I feel like shit. Well, yeah, you just, you, you've been smashing fucking gas station food every day, or you go to McDonald's to get your breakfast. No wonder you feel like shit. Well, well I don't know what else to eat. Not that, obviously. Yeah. I think everyone knows this shit. They just don't want to admit it because that means that they're going to have to change their habits. Yeah, well, they don't want to make a change, but then I think they're almost in a state of disbelief to think something so simple could be a solution. Yeah, because we overcomplicate shit because nowadays. going back, it's about, well, we live in the modern world and things are different now, so it can't just be as simple as eating meat, veggies, and some carbs. It is that simple. Actually, it is, it's, buddy. It, that's it's, all there is so to it. Simple. That's all there is to it. <laughs> now, obviously, you know, because we live in the modern world, there are people who develop different... They can't eat certain foods. They're intolerant to certain foods. So you got people who have gluten issues and stuff like that. But part of the reason we have gluten issues is because there's way more gluten in the bread wheat now than there used to be. Well, I also think um, the foods that you eat and the sensitivities that you have as far as food tolerances and stuff boils down to your genetics. Yeah. I mean, there's science behind that as well. Say like people of Northern European descent usually do better with high fat, high protein diets. Mm -hmm. And then people of say like Southern Europe. They do better with a lot of carbs, grains, and stuff like that because that's what their ancestors have been eating for thousands of years. Yeah, or you go to the Mediterranean um, and they'll be eating you know, yogurt, fish, olives, stuff like that. Yeah. So everybody's got their thing. Every group has their thing. But if you look at uh, from a basic level, they're all eating from the same food. Groups. Yeah, the same it's, shit. It's all natural things that they develop tolerances to and intolerances to. And another thing that we overcomplicate is sleep. Yeah. I just I don't understand why why I can't sleep. It's because you're not following the natural circadian rhythm. When the sun goes down, we're supposed to go to sleep. When the sun comes up, we're allowed to get up. Like, that's how this shit's supposed to work. Now, you don't have to follow that to the T, of course, because right now, like in North Carolina, it doesn't get dark till about 10 o'clock. And during Which winter... kind of sick. Yeah, that's sick. But then during <laughs> winter, it gets dark at what, like 6 o'clock? Yeah. I'm not going to bed at 6 o'clock. But at the same time, you can start winding down and stuff like that. And if you can follow the natural rise of the sun and stuff like that, and when the sun goes down, you're going to sleep a lot better. Your circadian rhythm is going to be in check with the natural world around you. Yeah, those cycles should at least be signaling something to you. So when well, it starts it's melatonin getting, release and everything else. Yeah, and again, living in the world we live in, it's we discourage that, and so people think you're pretty weird for doing that. Yeah. But, you know, there's... You don't have to go full throttle. You, uh, you know, you could at least... You know, maybe you don't have to go to bed at six at night, like you said, when yeah. it's winter time. But when it gets dark out, you should be at least thinking, okay, I got to get to bed soon. Start winding down, start turning off the lights, start using candlelight. Once again, that that's absolutely amazing for you. Our body, our retinas and stuff, they don't, we don't treat candlelight the same way that we treat, say, blue light. Candlelight right. does not affect us as far as melatonin release. So, you know, at the end of the day, if you just light a couple candles or something like that, 
you're going to start winding down naturally because your melatonin isn't being suppressed. That release isn't going to be su suppressed. And again, that may seem a little extreme or daunting. So you could start by at least putting a blue screen filter on whatever screen you're looking yeah. at. I mean, you should just be shutting the screen off. 90 but... minutes before bed. That's a good rule of thumb. 90 minutes before bed, start turning off all your screens. You can do whatever you need to do. Maybe straighten up the house a little bit. And also that could help you sleep as well. Just having that peace of mind that your house isn't all fucking wrecked. Well, when just making sure you got everything in order for the next day. Yeah, you get your bed, meals ready, stuff like that. You go to bed and you're just sitting there. I'm good to go, man. Yeah, I'm good to go. And you wake <laughs> up in the morning, you're less stressed because you don't have as much shit to do before work. You can drink your coffee. Mm -hmm. You know, you can read or whatever you want to do in the morning. You're not as stressed because you knocked out everything that you need to do the night before during that downtime when you weren't just wasting time on your phone or watching TV. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there are supplements you can take, not that you should be overloading on them like most of us do. I mean, I yeah. do it. I'm so do I. I'm always obsessed with whatever the newest thing is, and I got to cut down. I shouldn't really be doing that. Yeah. But I think there's still responsible use of supplements. So if you're taking a supplement to bring you back to that natural rhythm, that's one thing compared to right. taking a supplement. Like if you're taking a supplement so you can stay up later, that's not okay. But no. if you're taking a supplement because you want to fall back into that rhythm, so for me, it's taking some ashwagandha yeah. before bed because when I get out of work, I go to the gym. And I work out pretty hard and then I get back home. So at that point, my cortisol is pretty high. But when nightfall comes around, your cortisol should be dropping. Yeah. But because I, the way my schedule is set up, I wish I could change it. But the way my schedule is set up, that's just when I am able to work out. And so I take the ashwagandha, brings the cortisol down, and I sleep better. You don't really take a pre-workout, do you? You might well, drink a cup of coffee or something, I right? Drink, I drink coffee. If I know I've got a really heavy day coming, like, you know, maybe I'm going for a max effort or something, then I'll take some extra caffeine. But yeah. I'm not, I used to, and I think we've all been there. You've been there. It's like, well, what pre-workout are you taking? How intense is it? Like how many stimulants are there? I love that shit years ago. Mm -hmm. Now, if I take anything, it might be a non-stimulant pre-workout. Like Action Sludge has a really good pump one called Hydraulic. I'll take that every once in a while. But even that, I haven't used in quite some time um you know beetroot powder i loved that you can get it on amazon just yeah, natural beetroot powder and you get a gnarly pump and you are real damn juicy and, <laughs> and once again it's just natural goal. that's the thing it's like it's natural man be it's natural, just beetroot be powder. juicy that's it, it. be natural be juicy that's <laughs> it guys that's the trick right there but when it comes to sleep and following that natural rhythm there are different factors in play, like your chronotypes. There's four different chronotypes that have been discovered through science lately, and it goes back to your genetics and your DNA and stuff like that. So you have the person that wakes up super early, around like 4.30, they're just, they wake up, they're ready to rock and roll. Then you have the person that wakes up more with the sun, say around like 6.30, 7 o'clock, they just naturally wake up and they're feeling great. They don't have a lot of sleep inertia or anything like that. Then you do have the night owl that just they perform better at night. They have more energy at night. And they sleep in more during the day. And then you have people that are just fucked and they have insomnia and they can't <laughs> sleep at all. But all those people, they used to play a role in society or in your tribe or something of the sort. So you had the person that woke up really early. They'd get the fire going and stuff like that. Then you had the person that stayed up a little bit late to keep that fire going and kind of keep watch over the cave or whatever. And then you had the night owl that just stayed up all damn night to make sure that everything was groovy while the night other shift, people were baby. sleeping. Night shift, man. But... <laughs> You need to figure out what works best for you. So I pushed that 5 a.m., 4.30 wake-up time for years, and it just never got any easier for me, no matter how consistent I was with it. And then within the past month, I switched that up 
and I start waking up at six o'clock and I feel absolutely amazing when I wake up now. And usually I'm waking up before my alarm at about 5.50 or so. Yeah. And I wake up, I don't have any sleep inertia and I'm ready to get after it. Compared to at 4.30 or 5, I just couldn't do it. Now, Jacob Davis, that dude hits the ground running at 4.30. Like he just wakes up, he jumps out of bed, he's ready to get after it. Good for him. Man. Yeah, no, it's awesome. <laughs> but I, I finally accepted that that's just yeah. not me. And that's another thing too that we see, especially in the entrepreneur world and just the fitness world and stuff like that. You need to get up at 4.30 and get after it. And dude, I'm that's start- what I do. Well, I'm starting to see ridiculous <laughs> shit now. It's like 3 a.m. club. Bitch, get your ass in bed. Go to sleep. Like, <laughs> Go we're, back to bed, No boy. one is supposed to be awake at 3 a.m. Like, that is not benefiting you. No, it, it's really not. And, and that's something we talked about for a little while, too, is that it, it's okay to look at someone who's successful in – say, well, he's getting up at this time, so I'm going to try that out. You model success. That's how you get yeah. become so successful. Yeah, so do that for a little while. And if it works, then just keep running with it. But eventually, you're going to figure out if it doesn't. So you shouldn't feel like you're a failure because you can't get up at 4.30 in the morning like such and such, and you're getting up at, say, 6 in the morning. Yeah. It's not that big a deal. Just no. get up at 6 in the morning. You need to experiment you'll... with what works best for you. Yeah, because if you're getting up at 4.30 in the morning and you feel like garbage and you're just a zombie until six o'clock that's what i did for three years man yeah it it doesn't it doesn't serve any purpose it doesn't help no i was waking up at 4 35 for the past three years really since we've known each other yeah and the first hour and a half of the day i was fucking worthless and then around seven o'clock i would actually start waking up because that's what my body wants to do and then when i switch that around my mornings are so much more productive now yeah because when you get up, you just go. You're not sitting there being like, oh, man. Ugh. Yeah, you don't want to go hour. back to sleep or anything like that. Yeah. And once I finally accepted that, it's like, hey, man, like just because these people are doing it doesn't mean that you need to as well. You need are to you find still, what works best for you. You're still getting the same amount of work done. You're still I'm getting more work done. I'm more, more productive than I've ever been. I have more energy. Yet. I'm going to sleep better. So I cannot tell you the last time that I put my head on the pillow and was able to fall asleep because I was trying to fall asleep at 9 o'clock or 9.30. And I get this huge rush of energy from about 8 to 10. It doesn't matter anything involved. That's what I just get a huge rush of energy. So I'd try to lay down at 9, 9.30. That way I could get a decent amount of hours of sleep. And I'd just be wide awake. And then around 10.30, I would naturally go to sleep. I remember that. I remember you'd wake up and you'd go to bed at like night at night. And I'm just chilling, doing whatever. And at 9.30, you walk out and you're just like, I'm wired, dude. No, my brain's full blast. And then I have like, about, I can't sleep. There's something wrong with me. Well, I have about 90 minutes of just like, I just get a huge rush of productivity at night. And then around 10 o'clock, if I lay down my head, like I'm usually out. As soon as my head hits the pillow, I'm usually asleep. Mm-hmm. That is so goddamn nice. And I went without that for so long where I forgot what it was like. But the past month I've been switching it up and yeah, like I'm actually going to sleep. I'm sleeping harder. I'm not waking up throughout the night. It's just so much better. So the main thing with that is follow the natural rhythm of the sun. That's your best bet, but also experiment and find out what times work best for you. If you're able to, some people have to wake up earlier because their job, some people work night shifts and stuff like that. But if you can get in your natural rhythm as much as possible, that's going to help you with your sleep. Yeah. And we're not sitting here saying this is to say it's simple doesn't mean it's always easy. Yeah. So I don't want people thinking, well, you know, they they make it sound so easy, but it's not. No, it's not easy. It, it For some people, a lot of people, it's not easy, but it is simple. You know exactly what you need to do. But to get there, it can be kind of a struggle. Once again, we we almost avoid it. 
because we know that's going to be difficult. And that's just our yeah. natural human nature is like, I don't really want to do that. So we go, we, we avoid it at all costs uh, yeah, when like, it's really the, the best thing for us. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, well, yeah, my, my grandfather used to say that and you know, whatever, I don't, I don't believe him. He's, he's got his problems and I don't think I need to do that. Maybe it worked for him. And it, it Odin, works for- or not necessarily Odin because we don't fucking know who really wrote this, but in the Havamal, yeah. it straight says, wake early if you want another man's life or land. No land for the lazy wolf, no battles won in bed. That's over a thousand years old. And yeah. he's saying, hey, get your ass up early if you want to get shit done. Yeah. And then our grandparents, same thing. My grandparents woke up early. Yours did as well. And then for some reason, over the past 50 years, we're like, oh, we don't need to follow that, even though they've been doing it for fucking ever. Well, they're, they're from a bygone era. They don't, they, you know, they're, they're ignorant. It's different. They're now. ignorant. Yeah. Things are different now. Nothing has really changed. I can actually do whatever the hell I want. You know? You're right. Yeah. No, that's why your anxiety's through the roof. Your depression's through the fucking roof. You're not as productive. You can't concentrate. You're always tired. You can't, but no, everything's working best for you. you You're you right. Can't, you can't even walk into work in an office without having like a 64 ounce iced coffee and then you drink that and you're that just brings you to baseline but you're right, yeah, right the way sure, that you're yeah. doing things is a lot better than how we've been doing it for thousands of years yeah oh man i i, I want whoever listens i i think getting up with the sunrise you should try it at least once if you haven't because you seeing the sunrise just sitting outside with a cup of coffee or maybe some focus. Mm, or focus. <laughs> or focus. <laughs> but, you know, just waking up or not even that, just some water or some shit like that. Just yeah. waking up, watching that sunrise. There is no better start to the day, especially here in the, in the Carolinas with that yeah. orange, blue, mm-hmm. man, there's Dude, nothing better. Same with the sunset. I, I will travel to specific places to spend a weekend where I can literally just wake up early in the morning. Oh, yeah, and sunrise. get a cabin in the mountains, <laughs> nice watching cabin. that sunrise in the mountains, get there's a tent. nothing better. Yeah, pitch a tent and go. Like, we we did that on that miserable trip we went on. But, <laughs> but we got a, we got up but and we got we a wired. nice sunset yeah, we or got, sunrise. We got yeah. a nice sunrise, exactly. Yeah, we just got our asses up, walked over, and we weren't saying anything. We're just like... Well, that's the thing, though, well, too. If you actually like spend time to look at the sky, say if you're going to bed, instead of being inside or being on your phone or something of the sort, when the sun starts to go down, if you go outside and you just watch that sunset for about 20 minutes, you naturally start getting tired yeah. and you start winding down. And then we fuck that up because we pull out our phone and we, mm-hmm. you know, we had that blue light shoved in our face again. Yep. But either way, yeah, if you can actually use that sunset as kind of like the trigger mm-hmm. to sit outside, you can even read a book or some shit like that. Just watch that sunset go down. Then just start winding down for the night. You're going to go to bed a lot easier. Mm-hmm. I can't go to sleep. Well, you're on your fucking phone in bed. Go outside for a second. Just go Just outside. Chill. Just go, go outside on a walk. And chill for a minute. Go on a little walk. Walks are great. We do. I do that sometimes. The dogs. Yeah, we. Well, sometimes we take them, and sometimes I just. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're sheep dogs, so they're just they're spazzes. Yeah, they're all over the they're place. All over the place. We got one who's seven months old, so she doesn't know what the hell she's doing. I mean, she's just Freya <laughs> choking herself. Yeah, Freya's awesome though. Yeah, no, she's a good dog. Another thing that I think is overstimulating us in a way that's extremely toxic is our minds are too cluttered. We're filling our minds with too much garbage. Mm -hmm. We're not supposed to have the influx of information that we have coming at us all the time. You know, back in the day, it was what was going on in your town or your tribe or your village or something of the sort. And now we know everything that is going on in the world and it's just flooded. We're just Mm -hmm. flooded with information and our anxiety shoots through the roof and we're, oh my God, the world's burning down. Well, you get Things have always been bad. Things have always been bad. We're just more aware of all the bad shit that's going yeah, on. It's always been bad. It's always been good. And 
what makes money is when we're told about the bad, wherever it might be, that's what makes money. That's what gets clicks. So that's the only thing they talk about the media and so that's the only things that get shared. It's not even just the media that's doing it. It's us, man. It's social we, media. We yeah. only share us as people and as consumers only share bad shit. Usually. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's kind of a double hitter because you're looking at this screen with all this blue light coming out that's knocking you out of your rhythm. Yep. And then what are, you, what are you actually looking at on the screen? You're reading about things that upset you and piss you off. So you're knocked out of your rhythm. You're pissed off. So you're, that makes you even more awake than you should be. And then you wonder, oh, yeah, I don't know. I just don't sleep great. You know? <laughs> I don't I know why up, I'm stressed out all yeah, the time. I just can't fall asleep, man. It's yeah. crazy. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. But I think that's a... Um, that that whole we we want to blame everyone else. We want to blame the media and we want to blame Mark Zuckerberg or whatever the fuck his name is or you know what I mean. Like we want to blame everyone else, but like I said, we're the ones sharing this shit. We're the one that we're we are the people that's making this more broad. We're yeah. putting it out there for everybody. Yeah, it's um, and most of the things that that you share and you get upset about are things you can do absolutely nothing about. Yeah, so don't stress you, about you know, it. I, sometimes I'll read things. I'll sit. I sit there and I'll be like. Man, we, we need to do something about this. We need to rise up, and I just think, no, we don't. Like no, it's I can't. This kind of shit's always do. been going on. Yeah, and then the people that took action on it was because it was on their front door. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about you know a lot of people are upset uh, in the political sphere uh, with government and things. Even as bad as you may think it is right now, if you go back a few hundred years, it. Politics and government back then was a lot worse and yeah. a lot more deadly than it is now. Oh, they were so much more ruthless, man. Yeah. Especially politicians and even law enforcement and stuff like that. Yeah. Even 50 years ago, man. 50 years ago, we were doing some really fucked up shit in prisons and jails and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But then nowadays, especially with our generation, they want to act like it's the worst it's ever been. No, you guys need to open up a fucking mm -hmm. history book real quick and actually read about the kind of shit that we, the experiments and shit that we used to do in prisons. And just even like what law enforcement used to do and the shit that politicians used to like test on civilians and shit like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's all out there. Uh, Which we're still doing fucked up shit. It's yeah. not like mankind is just oh, I'm sure 10, completely 20, innocent now. 30 years from now, it'll all come out what, what you know they were doing. But Yeah, of course. Th that's just how it's always been, man. People in power do things like they just. Yeah. They're always doing stuff. Like and bad that. shit's going to be happening, but we need to realize that there's also good shit going on in the world. And you need to limit the amount. You need to limit what you're putting into your head because what you put into your head dictates your character mm -hmm. and your personality and your mood and everything else. So if you want to live a happier life and you want to be smarter and you want to be more successful, only fill your head with that kind of shit. Mm -hmm. Now, if you want to be pissed off all the time and depressed and all this stuff, then yeah, fall into the trap of only reading negative shit that's going on in the world. Yeah. We And we've talked about this before. There's no way you can possibly know. I mean, it takes a lot of ego to say, yeah, things are worse than they've ever been. Based on what, dude? Because yeah. you read you read some news articles somewhere and you know, you, you've know, you got people, uh, Twitter accounts that are sharing certain in types of information. Once again, they're only sharing this shit that's going to get yeah, them more. You don't actually, there, there's no way you can objectively know if things are good or bad because there's tons of good and there's tons of bad going on. And what's bad to someone may be good to someone else. So in all reality, it's more important than ever to just construct your own worldview or your own attitude toward the world because whatever information you're getting, it's slanted and it's not accurate. So most you need people to make have your own no, judgment. Most people have zero personal opinion mm -hmm. about anything nowadays. 
the only opinions that they have is based on what what they saw someone else post about online mm -hmm. or what they read in some news article or some shit like that. They don't actually have their own opinion about anything. Mm -hmm. And I can't imagine living life like that without actually having your own values and morals mm -hmm. and not dictated by someone There's else. There's so much power in being able to read inflammatory articles, posts, tweets, whatever it might be, and be able to just say, that's not important. No. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Or that's whatever it might be. Because yeah. there's freedom in that versus anytime you get something that is designed to be inflammatory and piss you off, you get pissed off. You're just a slave. That's all it is. And you don't need, that should be the one thing you need, you want to avoid at all costs is to be a fucking slave to mm -hmm. someone else's ideas. Yeah. To a, a, a tweet. A tweet. A little, two, it was it 240 characters <laughs> now that you can do? 240 characters is, is all it takes for you to ruin your day. Are you that's kidding ridiculous. me? That's from Just, someone that you don't know personally. Yeah, you don't know them. You don't know what their credentials are. You don't know whether the information they're sharing what is What they're accurate. posting doesn't actually affect your life at all. Yeah, and then most of the time, whatever they're sharing, it's happening thousands of miles away. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you can look at it and say, yeah, that sucks. But Now, for those of you listening, we've tackled this before, or at least I have in the past. Yeah. I got a lot of backlash because of it. I'm not saying ignore the fucking bad shit that's going on in the world. Obviously, you need to be aware of that. You don't need to turn just a blind eye. But at the same time, if it's happening across the world, you have no control over that. You need to focus on your local surroundings, your local environment, and act on that. And then when you actually have control over something and you might, might be able to actually make an impact on it, then get pissed off and let it ruin your day, maybe. You know what <laughs> I mean? But like, I'm not, we're not saying just turn a blind eye. But at the same time, we're saying don't let this shit that's happening all the way across the world affect your day-to-day -day life. At least the things you read on social media, you have 100% control over all of the things you see on social media. And yep. so it's weird because, you know, it's one thing if somebody shares something with you or if you're reading the news and you see something and that kind of upsets you, there's really no getting around that. But you have this feed that you scroll through that you put together yourself and then you get all upset. I just don't get it. You, it, the the things you can control, you should control. So a, a social media feed, you're never gonna get a fully objective view of the world. No. So you can eat. So where does that leave you? You have two choices. You can fill your feed with garbage, or you can fill your feed with edifying, productive things. Yeah, things that are gonna empower you, not destroy yeah. you. And that may seem irrational, but it's, it's very true. true. It's how yeah. it works. I don't really see any bad shit in my feed. All Instagram shows me nowadays is nature. <laughs> because that's the only shit like yeah. I even react on. You know what I mean? Like I don't pay anything else any mind. Mm -hmm. Now yeah, if I see like a cool picture of Iceland or some shit, like yeah, I'm gonna like it. <laughs> but other than that, like if it's some garbage that doesn't like move me forward, I don't pay any attention to it. And then finally, the algorithm's just like, oh fuck it, he doesn't care yeah. about this. I mean, you can call it willful, willful ignorance if you want, but I know, I know that the people who say that you know you're just choosing to be ignorant and you're choosing to not be aware of what's going on in the world, I know you're miserable. And you're not getting anything done with your life no. because you spend all of your time getting upset about things that you can't control. And I've been in both places. Same. The same you, you did too, especially in our early 20s. We were both pretty political and pissed off at the world. Dude, we would share things back and forth. Can, can you believe this? And then finally, we both kind of got to the point where we we're like, yeah, we can't fucking control this. <laughs> and we're both happier now than we've ever been in our life. Yeah, it's yeah, it's weird. It feels amazing, though, once you get out of that trap. Oh, yeah. Because that's what it is. It's a trap because... Yes, you can control your feed, but I do understand that these social media companies create algorithms to show you things that drive those reactions. Yeah. Because when they get those reactions, that's how they get clicks and views, and then that's how they make money. So. And that's fine. Let them do that. Once yeah. again, they're not the 
they're not the evil. I mean, yeah, they are kind of fucking evil. Yeah, but, a bit. <laughs> but at the same time, you you're the one allowing this to happen. You know, so stop blaming everyone else around you because in all reality, it's a fucking victim thing. You just need to be mindful. You need to be able to take a bird's eye view of yourself and make as objective an assessment as you can of what you're actually doing. Yeah. So when you're scrolling through and you're getting upset about things, the reason you keep doing it is because you don't know you're doing it. No. And so you need to be able to take a second, take a breath, and then look at yourself and say, wait, what am I even doing right now? Right. Like, I need to snap out of this. I need to pump the brakes. Pump the brakes and reassess the situation. Yeah, if you're sitting there and you're getting upset about things, you're probably neglecting something as simple as doing the dishes. Yeah. Like, put it, just stop and go do the dishes, you know? (laughs) Something small like that. The moral of the story here is don't fill your mind with garbage. Yeah. That's pretty much it. You can control that. forever. Yeah, yeah. no, we probably will make another episode (laughs) about this. We've talked about it numerous times. And another thing that a lot of people feel lost, and I just did an episode about this yesterday, but we'll go ahead and tackle it again because it applies to this whole thing that we're talking about is having a purpose. We gain purpose and we gain meaning in life when we help other people. It's that tribe mentality. We've been doing it for thousands of years. Once again, if you want to find your purpose and you want to feel like you're doing something with your life, just go help other people. It's providing value to your community, to your family, to your friends and your family and all that good stuff. That's how you find purpose. That's how you find meaning. Once again, we've been doing that for thousands of years. And the reason that that makes us feel so good is because that's what our ancestors did. Yeah. They helped the tribe. People are built to be, to work. They're built to be workhorses. That's what we're built for. Yeah. And so this is also something we talked about is that you need to have responsibilities. So most of the responsibilities you have will be towards other people or uh, to other people. But it, if you go through life and you don't have any obligations, respond, like you don't have to go to work or you go to work, but the job doesn't really matter. It just gives you money. Which is most jobs nowadays. Yeah, it kind of is. But you don't feel a sense of obligation to your family or to your friends or just just the community around you. And you just go and you do your own thing. That's it. I don't, that sounds miserable to me. That's why you feel worthless. You feel worthless because you're not contributing. Mm-hmm. And it's not even, it's that you aren't contributing and you know you could and you know you have plenty to contribute, but you're just choosing yeah, not to. Yeah, on a subconscious to. level that's eating at you. Yeah, it's that voice like like we've always talked about is everybody's got that voice. Some people are, are better at suppressing it than others, and that leads them to think they don't have it. But you do, and the more you suppress it, the more miserable you're well, going to be. Well, it's just consciousness. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just being conscious of yourself, which most people are very terrible at, including myself at times and especially in the past. But that's why tools like meditation or going out on walks and stuff like that is so beneficial is because it allows you to be conscious over yourself. It allows you to do self-reflection. And usually, if you are feeling worthless, you come to that conclusion eventually. It's like, I need to be doing something to help other people. Yeah, and it may take a while. You may have to do a lot of meditating, a lot of uh, spending time by yourself going for walks. But the more you can sit back and actually just think, the more that voice is going to come out and say, you got to be doing this. You got to be doing that. Yeah. You know, this is where you need to be in. Which everyone listening to this podcast just got a head start because we just told you what the fuck the issue is. <laughs> like, you know, there's other things in play, of course. I'm not saying that's the solution to everything. But if you are feeling worthless and you're so determined to find your purpose and you just can't do it, it boils down to helping those around you, providing value to your tribe and your community and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Because everyone's got something to contribute. And when you 
deny yourself the ability or the opportunities to do so. That's what makes you miserable. That's what makes you unhappy. Yep. All this boils down to just being in sync with the natural environment, which we are absolutely terrible at nowadays. We live in this little false reality that man has created, which of course it's real. Of All of this is real, but at the same time, it's not. It's not because we've removed ourselves from- From nature. From just being outside. Yeah. Because- <laughs> You know, I have to work out in the city and I like my job. Don't get me wrong. But when I wake up in the morning and I get into town and I'm walking to to work, I'm not in the environment. I'm not in nature. I'm still outside. You're in this man-made environment. Exactly. It's it's not the natural environment. And it just feels just kind of feels weird to me. It's empty, man. Yeah, it's empty. Yeah, it's just it, it's buildings everywhere. It's processed food here and here and here and here and coffee. And it's just, it's not enough to just be outside depending on where you are. I mean, if you're outside in the city or in a town or whatever it might be, that's not really what we're saying. We're saying get away from all that. Yeah. Go out into the woods. Mm -hmm. Go someplace you've never been that is filled with trees and even all right, so even if you don't like camping, which camping's not for everyone, that's okay. I'm not saying you need to go roughnecked in the woods. I think you should. But if that's just not your thing, that's completely understandable. It's okay. Go get an Airbnb in the woods. Just go do something, even if it's just going on a few mile hike or something like that. Like, just go out into the woods. You quickly realize that that is real and that is how the natural world works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you can, like you said, find an Airbnb that's in the middle of nowhere, go outside, just sit down and shut up for a minute, you'll feel amazing. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you might... You know, you might have to face the reality of being alone with yourself with nothing going on around you to distract you. But after that discomfort settles in, it it does eventually go away. You need to experience that discomfort. Absolutely. And people avoid it at all costs. But that discomfort is your path towards excellence. Mm -hmm. It really is. Like if you want to become a better person, you need to sit and just deal with all your shit. Yeah. And the only way you do that is by sitting in silence and just be like, fuck, this does not make me feel good. Because you have to come to reality with your own faults. Yeah, you know, there, there's two paths you can be on. You can be on that modern path of screens, going to work in an office, going home and being inside after you've been inside all day in an office, eating processed food. That That is a path you can go on. But the reason you feel so uncomfortable when you go out into nature initially and you're just by yourself is because you've become so used to this artificial path that this all just feels foreign to you. You yeah, don't understand. It's strange, it. for it, sure. It, it does makes feel you uncomfortable. Strange. Yeah. That's just more the reason to do it. Exactly. Discomfort is is how you is how you grow. I yeah. Mean, how how many times do we have to tell people that? How many times I will preach that us? until I die. Yeah. Like someone put it on my damn gravestone or whatever. Like <laughs> here lies Andrew Lewis. He was uncomfortable until the day he died. No, it's just <laughs> here lies Andy Lewis. Fuck comfort. <laughs> That's it. Okay. All Which right. you know there's going to be people listening to this. Okay, well, why don't you guys fucking just go live in the middle of nowhere, blah, blah, One day I will, trust me. But I do think that there's a purpose to what we do now. Like we're sitting in an air-conditioned room using new age technology, but we're using it to hopefully benefit other people. Yeah, the way I see it is there is this path that you should be on that we're talking about, and that's your starting point. Yeah. And then there are, nothing's ever going to be perfect. You're never going to be able to... Even even if you put 100% into doing all these things, you're never actually going to hit 100%. No. 
So there are bits and pieces from this artificial path that you have to integrate in because that's just the world that you're in. And if you have responsibilities with other people and the people around you, they're not on that path. So it's kind of, you should be over here, but there's some stuff over here for better or for worse, you still have to take and, yeah. and, you know, it's just, it is what it is. No, and I'm okay with it. Like, I'm not saying I hate technology. We're not saying become a caveman or whatever. No, unless you want to, then cool. Absolutely I think do that. Sick. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'd like to, if you have a cave somewhere that you're hanging out in and that's what you do, I'd like to come visit. I, yeah. I'd like to check that out. Hit us honestly. up on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, on Instagram. But then if you're in a cave, you don't have Instagram anymore. Damn it. But we've talked about this before. We work hard to one day detach. To be in that cave. To be in that cave or to be in the woods <laughs> or to be in that cabin. Yeah. That's what we're both working towards. Yeah. And that's what almost everyone I know is working towards. They want nothing more. Well, that's probably the, the people I surround myself with because you surround yourself with like-minded people. But everyone that I know, all they want is to have some property in the middle of nowhere. And that's wild too because- We work so not, hard to get to that point. Well, it's not just the people you know. I know plenty of people who- they're not involved in any way with Norse fitness or whatever, whatever this all is. They don't know anything about it, but no one who is working in an office and kind of on that modern path, no one wants to be on it forever. They basically look at it as a necessary evil that, well, I, I got to do this if I want this, but none of them sit there and say, I love this. Which is the only people that do that are people that are unaware from my personal experience and ob just observing other people. The people that are okay with that kind of life and that's all they want for themselves are also people that go out every weekend drinking and getting blackout drunk and repeating that cycle. And Hell, it's because they haven't dealt with their own shit yet. When you yeah. get to a point where you're comfortable with yourself, you you want to just be alone with yourself. Mm -hmm. That's it. I think that's a good place to wrap this up, actually. Yeah. I mean, in the end, everything you need is outside, Right. That's what you're saying. Everything you need is outside. It's outside. It's in the natural world. If you want to like figure out how you should live your life, just look at the real world, like nature. Mm -hmm. It'll tell you real quick how you're supposed to be living life. I hope we can get to a point where we don't have to clarify that the real world is nature. Well, that's what's crazy too. Well, it's <laughs> yeah. kind of like organic foods. Yeah. We put such an emphasis on organic foods now. It's just real fucking food. We just have to advertise How it. crazy is that, that we have to actually be like, hey, this is real food. This is good for you. <laughs> I know. You, you go to the store and, and it's literally, it's people are able to market the fact that food is real. When you look at food and it'll say made with real X thing and made with real this. And every time I see that, I think to myself, man, is that how far gone we are that we have to advertise that the food's real? We are that far gone. And we're also <laughs> to point out where we're pushing man-made meat. Which is the Me. furthest thing from real food. <laughs> and yet everywhere I look now, it's in my face. They're trying to get people to stop eating real meat. When meat. it's been proven that this is beyond meat shit is absolutely fucking terrible for you. Well, look at the ingredients list. It's nothing but chemicals, man. Look look, <laughs> look at the, the ingredients label on a pack of beef and then impossible beef. This is like a novel of all the crap they have to put together right. just to make it somewhat resemble real beef. And, a, and, and we're being told that this is healthier. Well, the thing is, is they're going to continue to push this. Mark my words in 20 years, that's going to be what everyone's eating. Most people. I'm, I'm they're sure not consciously that. aware. Mm -hmm. I'm sure of that. Yeah. Which they, is very unfortunate. It is sad. And I want to leave everyone with this. Eat real meat. Absolutely. That's it. Just eat real meat. Thanks for listening to the Norse Mentality, guys. 
The Norse Mentality is a product of Norse Fitness. You can find us online at norsefitness.co. You can find me on Instagram at Andrew Cliff Lewis. Brennan, how can they find you? I'm just on Instagram now. I'm not anywhere else. It's Diabetic Hercules. Diabetic Hercules. Anyways, thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you.